Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome to Monster Movie Funtime Go. I am one of your hosts, Precious D. And I am the other one of your hosts, Honey Bee. And this is one of the rare occasions when we are together in the same room. (laughs) (laughs) And why are we together? Because today we were in Dallas for... Damcon? Yeah. Con? Destroy all monsters. Yeah. This is the first time that I think they're hoping to do it again next year. Hell yeah. We uh, interviewed some people, uh, bought some toys. Ate, <laughs> ate some toy. food. Hung out with some friends. I got a honeybee a Mothra that she's, <gasps> a rainbow Mothra plush that she's hugging right now. I love it. Here, ASMR. and i got myself a print of uh, doc savage and godzilla it's it's in the style of a 60s bantam paperback godzilla uh not godzilla doc savage but this guy i wasn't clear if he had done them himself yeah had he just computer done them i'm not sure we should look we'll look up his website well, because the Doc Savage parts look like they may have been taken from the original covers. Anyway, it's in the style of a Doc Savage cover from the 60s paperback versions. So he's got that sort of skull cap hair. <laughs> and, but he's got like a, a Godzilla one and a King Kong one mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing. So, uh, so yeah, that's what I bought myself. And I got an autograph from a Ultraman voice actor that we did an interview with. That maybe we'll just attach to this episode. Yeah. Yeah. But today we are talking about Godzilla the series from 1998. This was a direct sequel to the uh, Godzilla movie from 1998, the American. TriStar Pictures, which was in production while the movie was being made, I believe. So the fact that the movie may have underperformed did not affect the, you know, this thing came out anyway, even though the movie sequels didn't get made. uh, This was already being done. So they went ahead and put it on the TV. Fox Kids, it was. It's um, two two seasons. Nice. Uh, says forty episodes, two unaired. I'm wondering if those are on the DVD set. I have the DVD set, but you can also see it on YouTube. It ran from September '98 to April 2000, and the runtime of the episodes was 23 minutes and where's the cast tell me the voice actors wikipedia is not 
Ooh, Clancy Brown. Okay, so Roddy McDowell. What? Okay, there's a list here of characters on Wikipedia. We just watched the first two episodes. The other day, I just skipped ahead to the last episode. I think it was... No, I, I skipped ahead to episode 20, which I thought was the last, but I guess was not maybe the first. Frank Welker is doing the voice of Godzilla, vocal effects of Godzilla again. Ian Ziering is play is the voice of Nick from what do you call it? Sharknado. He first became famous from Beverly Hills 90210. I would have never guessed that. But in most, like, what do you call it? I would have never said Sharknado. In recent years, he's in the Sharknado movies. That's what he's more currently known for. Uh, the only person from the movie returning is Colonel Hicks. Uh, well, we'll get to him in a minute. Let's see. Uh, Elsie Chapman, voiced by Charity James. That's the, the doctor. Dr. Mendel Craven, voiced by Malcolm Denari. Randy Hernandez, voiced by Reno Romano. Monique Dupre. Ooh, ooh la la. By, voiced by Bridget Baco. Nice wreck. <laughs> wreck. It was nice wreck. <laughs> Nigel. The robot voiced by Tom Kenny. Uh, Kevin Dunn, that's it. The father in the Transformers movies and other things. It's Colonel Hicks in the movie and he uh, is Colonel Hicks. And I believe was also doing several other voices. (laughs) And a bunch of other people. But Ron Perlman... Does the voice of the Leviathan aliens? And Linda Blair plays someone called uh, Alexandra Springer in an episode or two. Uh, Stuart Pankin is Milo Sanders. You don't know any of these names, do you? Um, Michael Chiklis, Colonel Charles Tarrington, Roddy McDowell. Dr. Hugh Trevor. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> and Clancy Brown as Maximilian Spell. Spiel. Love some Clancy Brown. So, uh, yeah, we watched the first two episodes of New Family Part 1 and Part 2, which pick up just immediately well the first scene is like the end of the movie yeah yeah and then continues immediately from there where the egg that was hatching at the end of the movie hatches they do a slight uh retcon so that nick is there when it's hatching Mm -hmm. they go looking to make sure all the eggs are destroyed and they're not all destroyed and uh it imprints on nick yeah it's like mama yeah and then it ends up turning into kind of like the old Godzilla cartoon in that they run around on a boat <laughs> looking into a monster of the week and Godzilla sort of tags along and fights the monster at some point. Fuck yes. Nick is way hotter in this series as well. Yeah. Well, they in totally changed. To yes. Yeah, they totally changed the nature of his character instead of a dweeby little mm-hmm. um What's his name? Line. What the hell's his name? Matthew. Instead of Matthew Broderick, yeah. it's Ian Ziering. Mm-hmm. And he is very much man of action, 
seems to have three or two and a half women interested <laughs> in him. I mean, in the movie, there was two women. Yeah. It's they the were, same two women plus one. Yeah, they replaced Jean Renault. They're still a French secret agent. Monique. But they replaced her, him oh, with Monique. Wow. And she's fine. For, uh, yes, in cartoon terms, she was a hottie. She is. She is. Ugh, ugh, yeah, yes. And I mean, the other two were just okay. Yeah, and I, you know, I didn't like a lot of Audrey midriff. In the yeah, totally. I didn't like Audrey in the movie, but I really fucking hate her in the cartoon. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's such a bitch. She's just even more deceitful and then Annoying. jealous as well, and. And uh, Animal, the cameraman's back. We have a new character. Okay, the other scientist, the third scientist, still has a fucking cold. Because it's. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping by the third episode that shtick has gone away. But he had a summer cold in the movie, so he still has one in the cartoon. Yeesh. Maybe he's taking an and allergy it, pill. Yeah, and it gets really annoying. And so for two episodes, this guy's sneezing on everything. Yeah, he doesn't even cover his mouth half the time. But it turns out that Nick had uh it turns out that Nick had a lab on Staten Island. A worm and, lab. Yeah, and he has this lab assistant uh who seems to be a sort of African Hispanic mix. Also hot. I think everyone was hot. Because he um has a his his Dialogue is peppered with Spanish, uh, but he's got very dark skin and dreadlocks. And is just way too much with the pop culture references. Mm. I found him really annoying. You did? Yeah, yeah. I thought he was hot too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Randy Hernandez. I liked him. I love how he calls Nick Jefe. (laughs) He is... um, yeah, he's he's like uh, Houston. We have a problem, and the warp engines can't take anymore. And he's just constantly <laughs> little smartassy. Pop- Instead of creating new pop culture references himself, he's just referring to other people's stuff all the time. And I found it annoying. Well, I loved it. Uh, also, this this cartoon was very horny. <laughs> Oh, this cartoon made me very horny. I mean, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> at one point, the girls are bickering, and Randy's like, "Ooh, cat, cat fight. fight!" I'm like, "Oh my god, dude, just you guys should make out, take yeah. your shirts Kiss off, her. <laughs> show us your boobs." <laughs> so, um, now I haven't watched the whole thing yet, but when I skipped ahead to an episode, I was like, "Oh, where'd Audrey go?" Oh, <laughs> bye. Nick and the what's her name, the redheaded scientist, mm. are hanging out, and I felt like they were closer. Mm. <laughs> like she's getting attacked. He's like, "Oh no!" And so I don't know. I need to watch the whole thing. Yeah, eventually. So uh, to see what goes on with that, because they don't need all three of those girls chasing Nick around, and the reporter woman. She's just useless. So. Yeah, Get rid of her. I vote Monique. Monique has my vote, but she's kind of. I think she might be. She's on Nick's league. Yeah, I also think she might be queer because <laughs> she has short hair. Well, it's not just her short hair. She also has very short nails. Shout uh-huh. out. Well, I mean, she's a secret agent. She doesn't. She's got to keep yeah. things practical. 
Uh-huh. Also right. lesbian. <laughs> Could be. Could be. But yeah, she just kind of like... She didn't actually seem uh, interested in Nick, but yeah. the, the reporter was very jealous. And Randy at one point says, they make a good couple. I mean, team, team, because they were <laughs> immediately reports like, Arr! he's like, I meant team. They make a good team. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> so what did you think of the, I mean. I, <laughs> of Monique's rack? No, no. Of the. Yeah. So at one point, <laughs> the reporter comes into, uh, onto the ship that they, the, 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 the um, state of the art research vessel, she claims. Uh, but it looks like crap. But I think that might have been in disguise because at one point she engages the thrust and it really takes off. Mm. So maybe they just made it look shitty on the outside. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she comes in and she says, nice wreck. But I heard, <laughs> nice rack. <laughs> Which it's true. Yeah. She has. An She's well drawn. She, yeah. I'm, not, just I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. <laughs> Yeah, I I have a huge huge crush on Monique. <laughs> so you'll be watching the rest dark, of the series. Yeah, her dark makeup. I thought she could be played by um, what's her name? We were Ruby talking about her, Rose. Ruby Rose. Yeah. I knew you were thinking that as soon as I saw her. <laughs> yeah. We just happened to mention her earlier today. So and then boom, there she is, cartoon form. Yes, yes, yes. I think she's. A I don't know if Ruby Rose can do a French accent, but. I'm I'm hoping to, for her trying. <laughs> get her, get her dialect coach. Even if it was a bad accent, she's just so hot. I don't even think it would matter. <laughs> I'd like to see her come in with just the most ridiculous Clouseau sort of. Uh, oh, oui, oui. <laughs> I am French. <laughs> Secret agent. I'm in the mood for love. Just a total Pepe Le Pew. Thank heaven for little girls. Uh, that's old Marie Chevalier song for the younger people in the audience. A, a terribly creepy Marie Chevalier song. <laughs> Thank heaven for little girls. For little girls grow bigger every day. Yeesh. Yeah, it's a terrible song. Yikes it's a terrible on a song. bike. But it's the one he's most... It's the one he's most known for. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, what did you think of the, the show in general? I, I liked um, that, like, where it started, how mm -hmm. we kind of saw the end of the movie in cartoon form. Mm -hmm. Love that. I also kind of love that Godzilla is, like, this um, intelligent puppy, like, guard dog. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, this, in, like, guard dog. Like, he, like, curls up, you know, outside of the little... And like he, whenever Audrey shows up, he's like, Arr! like it's just kind of like, and then you know the other scientists like feeding him, and he's trying to tell her he's not just doing random instinctual animal shit. Like he's showing us his intelligence, and then he like knocks over the barrel and eats the fish. It's just super cute. I really liked how he was portrayed and how he is kind of like you know there. Uh. I don't want to say dog because it doesn't necessarily feel like that, but he just had that kind of like, yeah. you know, puppy energy, yeah. how he like really thinks Nick is his, his mommy. Right. Yeah. Nick had fallen in a puddle of like broken egg, egg stuff. juice. So when it hatches out, it smells him and thinks he's one of them or thinks he's his mother or something. Mm -hmm. So when he, when he shows up fully grown, he goes from raptor size to 
in a matter of minutes. Yeah, yeah, just later that day. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe, maybe the next day at the most. So um, that seems some sort of law of thermodynamics violation there that Mm. did not take in enough energy to produce that much mass that quickly. Yeah, for sure. Um, But, oh, another uh, thing they added, though, and they do say at one point, this is not like the original one. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one has a breath weapon, Mm. very green, kind of fiery, kind of atomic breath, Mm -hmm. which we did not have in the movie, which is one of the, I think, drawbacks of the movie Mm. (laughs) they're trying to make it more realistic yeah yeah and i think Mm. because they thought oh there's going to be sequels right they could always make that come out later yeah like that'll be you know something that we add they might have done that yeah they might have added it but they definitely added it to the cartoon but it's a cartoon so it's a little yeah a little crazier and in part two so part one we just have to establish things so he doesn't get to fight a monster Mm -hmm. but i'm pretty sure in every other episode he fights a monster and in, so in part two, we do they do set up the fact that there's another monster, mm-hmm. uh, and it, he fights this weird. There's these squids that are <laughs> covering things with tar. Yeah, they have ex, in, external stomachs. The t- amino acids in the tar is like draining the electrolytes out of things the fish and the people which just made me think of idiocracy i'm like it's got electrolytes uh it's cartoon so in the end no nobody people actually dies. died yeah somehow these ships that have been underwater covered in this tar when godzilla makes them go back up to the top they just hose everybody down and they're fine they're just like oh god this sticky shit yeah. get yeah. it off me i'm alive so uh but it's uh, it's both draining their electrolytes and keeping them alive at the same time <laughs> but it turns out the squids are only part of the process because then this weird sort of two-legged crab thing comes up out of the water like a crawfish and, yeah giant and, ass crawdad and but but on two sort of stilt-like legs it was very awkward and it sucks all the tar out of the squids. But Godzilla's <laughs> already fried them, so he can't really get the nourishment out of them that he's supposed to. So he starts sucking up asphalt tar from the streets. Mm, delicioso. Godzilla ends up knocking this thing off of a cliff by digging under the edge of the cliff and collapsing it underneath the thing and killing it. You know, Godzilla shit. Yeah. And uh, all along, Colonel Hicks keeps trying to kill it. But then Nick convinces him that uh, we need one of the, 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 there's going to be more of these monsters and we need to have one that's on our side. Mm-hmm. So he pretends that they've killed Godzilla when they haven't. Yeah. It's like, let's all pretend he's dead. Don't say anything. Nick's like, you're not going to arrest me? And he's like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to arrest you, bud. So, uh, yeah, it's Godzilla the series. I also really like the um, animation, like just that like typical like 90s, like late 90s, early 2000, like 2D. Right. Just cartoon. It just feels okay. good. You it's know? pretty decent standard for the time, I think. Yeah. Oh, pretty yeah. Pretty decent quality. For though. sure. So, so nostalgic, just like that, you know, because everything's looked right. like that. Cartoons are so different now. Yeah. So, when the... Uh, Vision. No croissant guys were here. Mm-hmm. We had them record a few minutes oh, yeah, giving their right. impressions of uh, 
Godzilla the series. So oh, let's, that episode is so fun. Yeah, let's hear what they had to say about it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, folks, we have the guys from No Croissant here joining us uh, briefly to talk a little bit about their thoughts on Godzilla the series. David Scrivani, Nick Huber, and Christopher Condi, thank you for joining us again. Wait. I I I I just want to say thank you for having us on the show last time. I we got like a lot of like uh, nice like messages and in, in the mail from from fans of your show. Um, I actually got recognized out in public the other day by a fan that asked to take a photo with me. So yeah, you know, someone tried I, to follow me home the yeah. other day. Yeah, we really appreciate. I'm pretty the sure our numbers. I'm pretty sure our numbers doubled from all of your fans. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, 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 so you got uh, 20 so, listeners? Which is, <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of message requests. Yeah, so it's the whole whole, uh, whole point oh, in having guests on. Well, hopefully all so, three of our listeners so, uh, will, uh, <laughs> can carry on yeah. over the earth. <laughs> so Godzilla the series, uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts on it? It's a, basically a direct sequel to the movie. Um, who will go first? Uh, I guess I guess I'll say my piece. Uh, so okay. uh, if you're if you're that's, a big that's fan, Chris, of, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if you're a big fan of like uh, classic '90s era, early 2000s cartoons, you'll love it. Um, I I think if if I had to like, um, what other it kind of reminds me of, I, I would say maybe like Gargoyles, which is another you know great okay. show. Yes. Um, yeah. people love it, that it's, show it's, people it's, love that show it's almost like uh, a near modern like a it's more of like a modern take on the original godzilla cartoon it's like almost like a beat for beat remake that there's a crew um on a ship and they have like a, a wise cracking uh sidekick creature character aka godzilla uh, godzuki or nigel in this incarnation mm -hmm. and they they travel around the world with godzilla and fight a new monster every single week um it's it's a pretty formulaic uh, kid show um you're not going to get the meaning of life from it but if you know crack crack open a cold one at night watch a few episodes it's it's a fun time it's it's a real fun time and and <clears throat> like i said it's arguably better than the movie itself. Uh, this in this version of Godzilla was made by uh, quite a few people who were Godzilla fans prior to being uh, signed on to the show. Um, and because of that, a lot of the episodes are clear influences from the Showa era Godzilla series. Um, and because of that, it Godzilla really goes back to his own roots and it, it really does feel like a, a nice small package for all the Godzilla fans around the world. And that's why it's so sad that it feels like uh, not that many Godzilla fans have really given the, given it a shot. Yeah. I guess I'll go next. Um, I'll say it definitely felt like a sure. This <laughs> what <laughs> is that? Is that Nick? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's her Okay. <laughs> Just want to make just want to make sure the listeners know who's talking. Go oh, ahead. sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, well, getting back on track. What I was going to say is, uh, I was going to add that uh, 
definitely in between waiting for Godzilla 2000 to come out and everyone who was disappointed at the time with the uh, 98 film, it definitely felt like a breath of fresh air. And it was a very great series of its time. Again, it's it was very much like a Saturday morning cartoon and with its setups. Uh, it very was heavily inspired by the Hanna-Barbera cartoon, but there was a lot of attention to detail and love put into it with um, the monster fights, the different radical designs of the monsters. And they even managed to sneak in uh, two Toho uh, Showa monsters in there, but but just changed the name. Like uh, the Crackler is supposed to be inspired by Gabara, and the uh, Nano Beast is inspired by Hadora, which feeds off of pollution and the uh, and grows bigger uh, the more pollution it eats in one of the episodes. And uh, the animation is really nice. If you're a fan of Extreme Ghostbusters or Men in Black, the series, the head animator of those two shows uh, worked on Godzilla, the series. And that's why the art style and design looks like so great. It's like a nice mix of like grunge with bright colors and very nice details, especially if all the different monsters have like all these different like features to them. Uh, especially love the uh, mosquito uh, monster in the series called uh, Skeetera. Uh, that was a really cool uh, monster. It was almost like a precursor to uh, Megagirus that we would get years later that could copy the abilities of uh, monsters' blood that it would uh, absorb. And uh, it, it was a really, really fun uh, series. Like I, I really wish more uh, Godzilla fans... Uh, hopefully in the future and other people who are fans of the nineties cartoons, will give it more attention. And David. Well, I don't know how much more I could say that hasn't already been said. Those two did such a good job covering all the bases, but so I'll probably end up repeating a lot of stuff, but I'll do my best here. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's, I love the show. Um, I didn't grow up watching it like like some fans did. Like as I did, kind of discovered it later on when it was on streaming. But when I finally went through it, I absolutely fell in love with it. Like it, it feels like the show is what I don't want to say it's what we should have gotten with the film, but it feels like what people were kind of hoping the movie could have been, if that makes sense. Because it's definitely like Chris said, it's it's very much made by people who are who have a love for the franchise like it's you can tell it's very it's made with a lot of love you know it it feels more in line with the toho godzilla than anything in in the film itself which i granted that shouldn't be as low a bar as it is, <laughs> but, I mean, what? Why? I there's not there's not really any good way around that. It's 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 it feels like a love letter to Godzilla through through an American lens still, and it's it, it's just nice. It's it's good. That that's my quote. It's good. Do any of you have a favorite episode, one you would particularly recommend or that stands out oh, to you? I, I, I know. Um, shit. Nick, do, do you happen to know the name of the episode where uh, it all takes place on a security camera? And um, 
it's a, it's a whole like lost uh kind of like found footage episode much like cloverfield it's on the tip of my tongue it's escaping me at the moment um i think that was one of keith's favorite episodes too oh oh um i think it was called um not fit it was called fist um it's it's named after scale scales that's what it's called scale 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 scales yeah and i I think he was fighting like a bug monster in that episode. But I always thought it was so cool. Yeah, it was, Ske- it was, uh... it was Skeetera. Yes, he was fighting Skeetera. In that yeah, episode. they they did a whole different format for that episode. It was all done uh, on like I think it switched from like a, a news camera to uh, security footage, and it, it it was Cloverfield before Cloverfield. It was really cool. Um, as you can see, I I, I do have a strong bias towards anything vaguely Cloverfield related so <laughs> okay Any, anybody else I'll go ahead I suppose I'll oh never alright uh, so my, one of my favorite episodes is uh, an early frost it's kind of it's got a lot going for it I mean first things first it has uh, Cameron Winter who's sort of He's not like the main villain of the series. He's, he's more of a recurring villain. He's been in a couple episodes, only three actually, according to the Godzilla Wiki, which is a lot less than I thought. Than I thought, <laughs> but he's a really fun kind of billionaire villain. So you could, there's a lot you could do there. But uh, it's it starts off with um, the chameleon is the monster of the week for here, and it's. It's almost very similar to like the beginning of Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla in that the chameleon, it looks like Godzilla, hence the name. And it, you know, the people are worried because like he's going through destroying the city, which, you know, this Godzilla is supposed to be good. What's going on with that? Obviously, it's revealed, oh, it's not Godzilla. And Godzilla actually takes care of the imposter. It just. And especially because Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla is not only my favorite Godzilla film, but also one of my favorite films of all time. That one really struck a note with me with that. It's a really great episode. Okay. And it, it's interesting because there's like two imposter Godzillas uh, within the show. Um, the other being uh, Cyber Godzilla. Um, there might even be another one, I, I don't really recall. But Chameleon was always one of my favorites. And um, I, really, I really wish he'd uh i really he's one of the characters i really wish would like come back in some former media yeah chameleon was a really cool monster it was almost kind of like a precursor to orga because it's like a deformed version of godzilla that has like it looks like godzilla but it has all these different features on it like like with the weird mouth that opens up and like like it like it like its face like kind of deforms when it like roars and stuff and it's got like another mouth below its mouth on its chest which is weird but kind of cool it looks like godzilla but due to international copyright law it's not legally distinct <laughs> yeah uh my favorite episode is uh what dreams may come um that was a really cool episode it had uh, a guy who went missing uh from his workplace and 
during different hours of the day, a monster would like mysteriously like appear called the crackler. And it had uh, ability over electricity and plasma. And it's, it starts off kind of like, like a, like a whodunit kind of thing at first. Like they're trying to figure out like where the monster came from. And then they're trying to find this missing guy. And you eventually find out that um, this guy went into a coma and he's connected directly to the monster. So the monster itself is all of his pent up like anger and frustrations manifested into a beast that acts on his unconscious impulses. So it attacks like his workplace. It attacks the subway station in New York because, you know, he hates going on the subway and stuff. And uh, how the monster was born was they were working on this way to wake the guy up from a coma and it uh, manifested like like in, in the process of doing that, like messing up his brain waves, it created the crackler. And the, the crackler monster is also a nod to Gabara, who's a monster that exists in a child's nightmare in uh, Godzilla versus Revenge, mm-hmm. who also has the power of electricity. Uh, it was just a really great episode, and the way that they defeated is the guy acknowledging his, you know, frustrations and stuff, but then it's also Godzilla gaining the upper hand of it. Like, they both have to, like, like distract the, uh, the, the human host that the monster's linked with, and then Godzilla's also has to, like, outsmart it at the same time, which was kind of cool. It was, like, a really good back and forth between the human cast who are, like, running out of time as the Crackler grows bigger and stronger, the more this guy's, like, frustration fuels it. And then Godzilla's also trying to, like, find out a way to, like, defeat this thing. So it was really good pacing and just having a, a really good creative plot behind a monster and a setup. Okay, and if uh, you guys were going to give the series a general uh, rating on our five-star scale, what would you give it? Four. Four seems seems good. Four. There we go. Okay. We're all we're all in agreement. All right, that's that's number Wang. All right, thanks for uh, joining us again, fellas. Um, these are the guys from the No Croissant podcast, the Godzilla '98 story we will put links to all their things in the show notes and on our website uh thanks again fellas and uh we'll see if we can have you come back on some other time to talk about something maybe uh cloverfield, cloverfield. <laughs> i'd love to it's been a hot minute since i've watched cloverfield okay. gonna travel back to 2008 <laughs> <laughs> all right and now on with the rest of the show Folks, we are here at the first, hopefully, annual DamCon in Dallas. Yeah, and we're yeah. talking to Daniel Van Thomas, a Ultraman voice actor. Yeah. How are you doing today, Dan? I'm doing well. It's a very chill atmosphere. Uh, Godzilla is to my left. The OG Ultraman is to my right. So it's a pretty good day. Yeah, it was great. It was great. There's people out here in costumes and stuff. There's some vendors. There's some dealers. And Daniel's here signing autographs and figures as well yeah we're down to so, one which uh versions of ultraman of the many ultraman ah. were you involved with well i was the first english voice of ultraman zero okay uh and uh, we started those dubs back around 2016 through 2021 or so uh i did five uh feature films as the voice of zero uh the ultraman zero trilogy ginga s and x and then uh, a few specials and just assorted uh 
assorted voices uh, when, when needed for Zero. Okay. And uh, how did you get involved in that? You just agent sent you for an audition, or yeah, it was it was a an audition like any other. You know, right. uh, I mostly do on camera work, and then uh, voice work had been sort of uh, ancillary to that. Um, but uh, you know, have been doing voice work since the original Red Dead Redemption about ten ten or so years ago. Um, and like most of these things, it was very secretive. I think <laughs> that Zero was listed as something like. Um, commander like stern commander or something because in this okay. particular film he was like taking new kids under his wing and uh it has to go through the production company then it has to be approved by subaraya right and then just before you actually do it they tell you like hey this is ultraman <laughs> uh yeah yeah i heard a similar story about the new captain kirk he didn't realize yeah. he was auditioning to play yeah. captain kirk yeah until he'd already got you the rarely do <laughs> sometimes i will say the code names are really bad. <laughs> I will say, I think I remember. I think I can say this now uh, because the NDA is long past. But I remember um, I've auditioned. I think twice to voice Optimus Prime in various cartoons. Okay. And I remember one of the code names was just like Robot Truck or something. <laughs> and you're reading the description like this is a truck yeah. who is a semi, or this is a robot who is a semi truck who has a soul. <laughs> and lead some other robots, and you're just like, is it one I've heard I of? I wonder who this could <laughs> or is this be. Some new truck robot. <laughs> yeah, redacted rollout. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what uh, you said you do mostly on camera work. What might we have seen you in? Uh, nowadays, I do more voiceover. Uh, for for on camera, uh, I'm just a, a utility actor. You know, okay. I've shown up in Criminal Minds uh, in. American Genius on Netflix. I have a show on Peacock right now called um, Wild West Chronicles. Okay. Uh, and then voiceover-wise, uh, being in Dallas, I'm doing more anime nowadays. So okay. folks listening to this will probably know One Piece is yeah, a show yeah. that I sure. I recur on One Piece as a Jibway Mon. Uh, this season I've showed up in um, Heavenly Delusion, which is my favorite anime of the season, uh, and uh, Vinland Saga as well. Okay. Well, if you're recurring on One Piece, that should last until you die, right? That's not, <laughs> that's not ever going to be done, right? I don't know. They're in, they're in the Wano arc now, so they're sort of in a, a feudal Japan-themed area, which is where my boy is. Okay. So he might just stay on that island. Maybe, maybe he'll have a tragic death. But yeah, you're <laughs> right. I remember, um, you know, I was just generally familiar with One Piece as a nerd mm -hmm. before I did it. And uh, I remember thinking, like, oh, I should catch up a little bit <laughs> no. before I go to the studio. And then I looked at my booking, and it was like, you show up. I think my first episode was, like, 915 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm not. We're not catching up. <laughs> no. We're not catching up on this. I, I think I've seen... Yeah, I think I've seen one episode. Yeah, my brother loved the live action version. But yeah, that one's great. I'm like, it's very true to the spirit. Yeah. I mean, I like doing a deep dive on things, but thousands yeah. episodes. I don't know if I can. Yeah, have time you'd be for like that. 75 by the yeah. time that there's, deep dive. I mean, there's still a couple of Doctor Who's I haven't seen. And yeah, that's, you know, Shoot. not nearly that many. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of Ultraman I haven't seen. Yeah. You know, it's most Ultraman. I yeah, we're going on 60 something years now. You yeah, know? like yeah, that's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Well, uh, Daniel, thank you very much yeah. for talking with us today. Thank you for talking And I hope to you me. have a good convention. Yeah, thank you. Enjoy. All right, here we go. We are still here at DamCon, and I am talking to a fella here in a full 
Ultraman, original Ultraman? Yeah? Yes. Yes, original Ultraman outfit. Tell the folks your name, sir. Uh, my name is Davis Madol. I am also Titan Goji on YouTube. I post videos about tokusatsu, anime, and whatever's adjacent to that. And this is uh, quite a costume here. Did you make this yourself? Uh, no, I, I actually commissioned someone on Facebook. He goes by the name, uh, I'm totally going to butcher this pronunciation. Uh, it, it is, uh, I believe it's uh, Trizaniya Muhammad. Uh, on Facebook. Uh, he specializes in tokusatsu cosplays. You'll, uh, you'll, you'll look on his page. He's always updating projects he's working on from Kamen Rider to Super Sentai to Ultraman. He does it all and it's all impressive stuff. And, and, and it's not just like tokusatsu suits that he's replicating. He also does like t-shirts, jackets, all that. So um, if you have Facebook, you know, definitely hit him up if you want to you know, get some from him. Well, it looks great. Is it a little uh, warm today? A little bit, yeah. Um, I, I specifically asked for cost-efficient but sturdy materials, so, uh, so it, so it kind of felt like I'm wearing the original 1966 costume. Um, while, 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 while it may not you know, look it, it definitely feels like it, because you know, I imagine suits way back when, um, going off of the first Godzilla suit, they were all like sweaty and... Yeah, they, they, yeah, um, yeah they, 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 they say that they incorporated Ultraman's color timer to um, you know, help with production costs, but I feel like the reality is that no one wants to be in that suit for like five hours or five minutes, even five seconds. <laughs> right, right, yep, timer's up, take this thing off of me. Well, uh, it looks great. Is Ultraman the only one you do? Um, I did a Kamen Rider cosplay with with a, a helmet from you know the same person that, that I commissioned. Um, uh, it, was, it was when Shin Kamen Rider came out for a couple days here stateside. I wore that. It was it was pretty low effort, but I was quite proud of it. So yeah, so far I've done Kamen Rider, Ultraman. I've also done Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star. I'm I'm, I'm not like a you know full on like uh, cosplayer influencer, uh, whatever you want to call it. it. It's it's just like a side thing I like to do for fun. Hell yeah. Well, it looks great, and we thank you for coming out here today. Yeah, and tell us your YouTube again. Uh, my YouTube is uh, Titan Goji, um, and once again, I talk about tokusatsu, anime, anything adjacent to that. Um, yeah, uh, I, I just put out a retrospective on Attack on Titan's uh, first part of its final season, um, uh, which uh, should be up by the you know, time this is up. Uh, but yeah, um, it's it's currently available on Patreon at the time of this recording. I'm gonna make it public later. So uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much you know what's new regarding that. Okay, we'll try to put a link to all of that in our show notes. Thanks for talking with us today. Of course, yeah, it was an honor. And we're back. <laughs> so, Honeybee, what are you gonna rate? Godzilla Man, I really want to watch more of it, um, but I'm going to say, I think, four stars for me. Okay. Yeah. I, I do want to watch more of it. It might be more after mm -hmm. watching the whole series. I'm not sure. But I loved the movie. Like, I really loved the movie, and I love that this kind of just, like, took off right where it was. The characters are very different. Like, everyone kind of shifted a bit in a different direction. Yeah. Fuck you, Audrey. And, um, <laughs> yeah, love, uh, of course, Monique is a good ad. So is, what's his name? What was his name? Uh, God damn it. Yeah, I'm so sorry. 
Randy. Randy. Randy Hernandez. Hernandez. Yeah, uh, I loved the new characters. So yeah, I think I'm going to say four stars. I'm excited to watch the whole series, especially 20-minute episodes. Love that. Love that it's just yeah. like, oh, I could watch this a few of these real quick. Just bang <laughs> these out and do something else. You can watch it during lunch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'll give it four stars, too. Yeah, it's really good. I, I also just love the... Uh, just kind of the nostalgia of the animation just feels so nice to, because it reminds me like of, um, you know, Transformers or just like kind of that time mm-hmm. period. I, I just love it. Love it. And uh, yeah, I mean, Monique's just so <laughs> hot. I, I if, if nothing else. You should go on eBay, see if you can find some production uh, cells, animation cells. <laughs> Monique. <laughs> I don't know if there was any toys or anything made from this series. Uh, Let's see if, the, if anybody out there has a Monique action figure, send us a couple. <laughs> yeah, send us a, a, a picture or something. <laughs> uh, all right, I think that's gonna wrap it up. Yeah. For today. Do we want to say anything more about what about Damcon? We can like maybe cut okay. this part out, but I just feel like we talked. What, what do you do? What to say about Damcon? Go up so much. I feel like we should. <laughs> <think about>. <laughs> maybe <laughs> not though. You what could, did you like, want to maybe cut this out? Okay. <laughs> I mean, did you have anything you wanted to say about? It? No, I mean okay. just like that. We're grateful to be there and to yeah, we had a good time. Got a really great banner. Got, oh yeah, that's a good something we yeah. got a really cool banner yeah i mean we we paid for it but <laughs> well yeah but as sponsors there was a big ass banner with our logo on it there and our website is great yeah it was really we handed out a lot of buttons we played some kaiju assault with the kaiju assault guys. oh yeah the kaiju assault guys shout out to alan and brandon yeah. yeah good to see those guys it was good to see the um godzilla suit people too. yes they're uh, such a lovely couple. Cosplay Odyssey. Uh, and our, our buddies, Jakey. Yes. And uh, Ryan Wilhelm were there hanging out. They didn't have a booth or anything. They were just hanging out. Yeah, they just came to like drink some beers, eat some lunch, <laughs> hang out. Buy it was, a couple things. Yeah, it was so Ryan fun. Ryan got a Biolante. <laughs> yes. We met was... another Ryan. Two other Ryans. Two other Ryans. There was a Ryan trifecta. Yeah. Yep. And one of the Ryans uh, downloaded our podcast right there. He oh, yeah, said yeah. He like, looked it up. Yep. And like, he was really excited to listen to it. I feel like there were a few people that were like, yeah, I can't wait to listen to it. Very excited. I'm like, cool. I hope it makes you laugh. Yeah. So I think we achieved our goals with that. For sure. And uh, there'll probably be another one next year. Yeah. I hope they did well enough. Me too. That they can do it again. Yeah. I really liked the venue too. Yeah. Four nice. Corners Brewery. Mm-hmm. We were in the tap room. Very cool. So there you go. Okay. Okay. I think that'll wrap it up for today then. Yeah. I'm not sure what next week's movie is. I don't have the list here with me. So. So see you next week yeah, uh, with a surprise. Then. Yeah. You'll find out something from 98. <laughs> I can't remember if it's a Mothra or or what. But so, yeah, something from 1998. Fuck Yes. <laughs> So uh, until next time, I have been Precious D. 
And I have been Honeybee. Remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements. And please, don't misuse science. We won't see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go. Ow. You've been listening to Monster Movie Funtime Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato folk rock punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg.